Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. Annabelle Neesham has got her favourite horse, Zaki, engaged in the champion stakes. Can he do it again in this race? He's loved this race and he's loved this day over the last couple of years, Zaki. And he's at a good each way price in the champion stakes on Saturday. And Annabelle Neesham's racing manager, Rob Archibald, joins us here on Giddy Up Stable Mail. Good morning to you, Rob. Good morning, Gareth. How are you holding up for Cup Week, mate? It's a tough week for you trainers, I would imagine. Late nights, big days, and then early starts. Yeah, no, it is. Annabelle's bearing the brunt of it. She's been in Melbourne for most of the week. Uh, But, no, it's been good. It's a great week to be a part of and um, exciting time of the year, that's for sure. How Zaki pulled up after that Cox Plate? Yeah, he he pulled up really well. Annabelle has been very pleased with him. Obviously, it was a pretty brave effort, um, the way the race was run, and yeah, he's pulled up. He's pulled up in good order. So very, you know, excited for him on Saturday. And this has been a lovely race for him because he really does enjoy Flemington. And once again, I know he's got a wide gate, but it does look like it can set up nicely for for the old boy. Yeah, it does. Obviously, he was six weeks between runs going into that Cox Plate, stepping up to the two thousand. So I think. You know, we, we'd like to think there's a little bit of improvement to come from his run in the Cox Plate. So, yeah, it does set up. Obviously, he's got that draw to contend with. But um, hopefully, if you can get that, you know, that softish, um, softish run to, you know, the first 400 metres, then it should set up. Um, so he'd be having a good crack late. And he reunites with Jamie Carr, who's had success with him in this race before. And um, Jamie's got some confidence back this carnival. She's she's been in some fine form, which is a positive sign, I would imagine, for the Saki followers. Yeah, she's she's had a great week, and look, obviously knows him so well. So yeah, very you know very pleased to have her back on. Um, look, no, no, Damien obviously did a did a great job with him in the Cox Plate, but was just. Uh, suspended so yeah keen to have Jamie back on um, she knows him so well uh, look at hopefully a few things can align and he can and he can put another big performance in here on Saturday um, you know we certainly couldn't fault him there'll be no excuses from our end so just hope he can get um, a little bit of luck you know from that draw and if he does then I'm sure he's going to be very close in the first race there on Stakes Day you've got what a deal going around over the 1600 meters and this horse didn't have much luck there the other day no, no. Obviously, first start for us um, came to us in very good order, um, and still learning about him, as you know, all the time. But it does look a nice race for him. Um, Jamie on board knows him well. Uh, again, you know, looks looks a nice race. Hopefully, he can get a nice run through, and um, yeah, it look, he looks a nice chance. Yeah, for Bennett Racing, you do a lot with Bennett Racing. So from Philip Stokes, Annabel Nisham, and. You've only had him, it looks like, for a couple of weeks. So what you can't do much with him, I would imagine. No, no. And and um, he, he came to us, you know, in super order. So we're just learning about him now. And um, the connections were keen to go to this race here on Saturday. And I think it looks a good race for him. He's got a reasonably nice draw. Jamie, you know, fortunately knows him well. So that's a big advantage. And, um, you know, hopefully he's there in his best order. And if he is, then... He's no reason why he can't run a big race. Let's head to Rose Hill. The feature event there is the five diamonds over the 1,800 metres, and you've got a couple of strong chances engaged there. We might start with uh, Jimi Hendrix, who is, of course, a former UK galloper, having his first start in this country in a five diamonds. What can you tell us about Jimmy? 
Yeah, look, he was um, he was a good horse over there in Europe. Obviously, won that nice handicap at Ascot, and um, he then ran third in the Summer Mile. So he's got very good form um, over there. He was running the Strensel Stakes. He seemed to be doing his best work late. So he's had a little bit of a freshen up. Um, obviously, the first start for us here. Um, look, he's got an awkward draw to contend with, um, but he is a he is a nice horse. So. Again, he's um, learning all about him. I think he's going to really suit Australian conditions and um, we'll give him the one run here and he'll then probably have a break. But he looks great. He's moving nicely. Um, so we're hopeful as much as anything. But as I said, just learning all about him. But a strong race. But I think um, if he's in good order, then no reason why he can't be running well. So he's first up over 1,800 metres. What would be his best trip down the track? And is there a particular race you purchased him for? No, no, no real. I think I think he's going to suit. Um, there's going to be lots of nice races for him in the autumn. Um, yeah. I think um, his best trip looked to be in Europe over the mile, but um, he ran quite well over 1,800 metres over there in his last start. So um, I think under Australian conditions, I think the 1,800 metres, potentially even getting him out to 2,000 in time, um, could be an option. We'll just see how he copes here on Saturday. But, um, yeah, he's a beautiful horse, got a great temperament, and, um, yeah, fingers crossed he can run well. So you've also got Regal Lines at 150 to 1 if he gains a start. He's a first emergency, but he gets in after Forgot You's been scratched after he won during the Flemington Carnival. Now, I would imagine you'd be pretty keen to get Faulkner Park, who's a second emergency in this race, yeah. with Chad Schofield <laughs> taking the ride second up. <laughs> yeah, no, we'd be pretty keen to get Faulkner Park in. Yes. Oh, we've had a shocking lot of jaws up there. They've all joined the car park, but... Yeah. Riga Lions just kicking off. It just looked a nice race for him to start. He's going to have a nice preparation through the summer. Um, a few of those summer cups and things like that will fall into place for him. Faulkner Park, really good run in the um, in the Five Diamonds prelude. He he ran home in really good time. Um, obviously, the draw's not ideal for him, but we're really happy with him. Hopefully, he can get a start, probably just relying on one other to come out. Um, but, yeah, look, He's, he's he's a really talented horse, and um, he is a horse that can win that race if he gets luck from that draw. So, um, again, hopeful that he gets a start and hopeful that he can get a bit of luck from the draw if he does. And I imagine you'd be waiting for the scratching as well for the Golden Gift because it's a rich two-year-old race there on Saturday, and you've got Venero, the son of I'm Invincible, that's the second emergency. He's had a couple of nice trials. Um, your expectations with him if he does make his way into that field? Yeah, probably throwing him in the deep end, um, but he's put in two nice trials. We've been quite happy with him since his last trial and um, just felt like he's probably going to have a run or two and then he's going to go for a break. We'll just potentially, if he got that run, he might put him in there and see where he sits amongst the crop. Um, if not, he can run next Wednesday in a maiden. So um, nice horse, come along nicely, doing it all really first in his first prep. So um, look, it is probably a, a bit of a... Um, throwing him in the deep end, but you know sometimes they can surprise you. So um, we'll learn a lot about him after Saturday if he gets in. And you had a couple of nice horses resuming in that final event that Rose Hill on Saturday, plundering, who's a big chance, and also Flashing Steel, who resuming from a bit of a break as well, but might need a little bit longer. Your thoughts there? Yeah, plundering very consistent. He, he never really runs a bad race. He's drawn nicely, and Chad knows him well. So. Um, I like the, the setup there for him. Flashing Steel, he, he put a few together and he's gone right up in the ratings. So he's now 
he now finds himself in, in Saturday grade races. So big step up for him. Um, I think um, he's drawn a little bit awkwardly. Uh, jets down on board, takes a bit of weight off. So we'll just have to see how that looks from a speed map perspective. But he's in good order. I think he's ready to take the step up to Saturday class, but probably going to take him a couple of runs. All right. Well, what would be your best for Saturday, mate? Uh, oh, look, I, I don't usually tip Zaki, but I'm <laughs> going to. Just, um, you know, hopeful as much as anything. He's, I know, he, you know, Annabelle's really happy with him. Um, so I think... He can run really well there if he can just get that little bit of luck in the first 400 metres. And what about at Flemington? You've got a couple of runners in the 2,000 metre race over um, in race number three. As good as Sober gets in a little mix, are they both each way hopes? Yeah, I thought as good as Sober gets was, uh, I think he's big odds. He ran very well at Mooney Valley last start. Uh, he seems to have trained on nicely since. I think I think he's probably um, our bet of the day there. He's in great order, so... Um, He's drawn a little bit wide, but over the 2,000 metres, shouldn't be too concerned, and I think you're on a big race. And Dublin Bell, I think he's a half to Dublin Down, um, or she's a half to Dublin Down, that one down that straight there at Flemington on Cup Day. She's having her first start, um, but she's a four-year-old by So You Think. What can you tell us about her heading towards Hawkesbury today? Yeah, she's taken a little while to get it all together. This is her first start, um, obviously by So You Think. She's yeah, just taking that little bit of time, but she's a she's a nice man now, and um, this is her yeah first start. I think she'll Im- take a lot of improvement from it. I don't really expect her there to be ready to go and win, but um, I think she'll get out over a bit further in time, and she'll be a nice horse. I think uh, a bit later on in the prep. Beautiful mate, and um, James has just texted. I'm going to Doom, but on Saturday, ask Rob if he's got a special there. You got midnight in Tokyo. I am the Empire Victory win. Um, Adriel and Holyfield going around in that final event. My old favourite, Holyfield. Are you happy with all of those or any one horse in particular that stands out, Rob? Yeah, victory win was quite impressive last start. And Adriel, they're actually in the same race. They've been running quite consistently. Yeah. But um, I think hard to split them. Holyfield drawn nicely um, with Bailey Wheeler on board, who's who's been riding well for us. So, um Probably if I was going to pick one, it'd probably be victory win. All right, mate. Thanks very much for your time and good luck, especially with the old champion Zaki there in the champion stakes on Saturday at Flemington. Thanks very much, Gareth. Johnny O'Shea, the great Johnny O'Shea, joins us here on Giddy Up. Good morning, John. Hey, Gareth. How are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. How are you surviving Cup Week? Yeah, no. Uh, we're probably going to get uh, try and get a result in the next couple of days. It'd be great. So uh, our best chances come today and Saturday. All right, mate. What about Schwartz? Uh, he was very good, I thought, at the Valley after missing the kick. And I know that James McDonald was up nice and early on Cup Day to work him, and he was full of praise when we had a chat to him. Are you happy with him since? Yeah, no. Obviously, just he didn't do a great deal this week, but he just had a bit of a, a recap on Tuesday morning. It was just about Mac coming to get a feel of him and make sure he's happy with him and his manners were good and uh, all that sort of thing sort of worked out really well. So uh, we can go into the race you know, hoping that he executes his plan a little bit better than what he did at the Valley and give himself every chance to pick up a stakes win. So how good is he, mate? Uh, well, he's the best horse in my stable. So yeah. whether that counts for much. Um, but uh, he, he he's incredibly talented and he's been a, uh, a good horse right from day one and, and it's just a matter of because he, he just had a, a minor injury as a young horse and consequently sort of missed a lot of that preparatory work and educational work early in his career 
So uh, we're just trying to catch up gradually and let him learn his craft on the run. 1,400 metres. You excited to see him get up and trip here? I think that's his best trip. Okay. Um, I don't think he'll run anything further than that. But we're adamant that um, seven is probably going to be his right trip. And the way he sort of got around the valley and hit the line the other day would be indicative that it shouldn't be too much drama. Because I like that push then for Swartz. And what about the Matriarch Stakes? Should we put premise in our quaddy? Um, third up with the blinkers on or race five? Should we have something each way on her? Yeah, look, I think if you go and watch her second up run at a mile at Ramwick in a very strong race, she drew a wide gate on a pretty leaderish track that day and sort of it worked the line really strongly and um, right beside a horse of Johnny Sargent's. It ran particularly well in the Mooney Valley Cup. So, you know, the first few runners out of that race have been more than effective. Um, she had a lovely draw and she's been wanting the blinkers. And, you know, you've seen with a horse like Celtair, the, the blinkers, when they apply at an appropriate time, can be very effective. And Celtair, speaking of Celtair, she goes around... Um, uh, in the Red Roses stakes, and she was excellent the other day, and she gets Blake Shin. Can she go one better here? Well, look, we can't fault the horse. Um, as to, you know, winning chance, I suppose we're going to be determined by, you know, the pattern on the day and where's the best part of the track, you know. So, uh, But as for her preparation and the manner in which she's going, we're extremely happy with her, and a little bit of juice in the ground probably only enhances her chances. So... If Blake can get it to the right part of the track or the, you know, the race develops in, in her favour, there's no reason she can't be in the finish. And do you think she'll enjoy the straight? Well, first time down the straight, yes. this preparation, she drew the wrong side and, yep. and uh, got, a, got a little lost when she got out on her own because Blake sort of spent most of the time getting to the, trying to get the right part of the track. So um, this time at the hood and she's had a bit of experience. So I, I think she'll be fine. I think that ultimately it'll be a, a nice uh, trip for her. All right, mate. So that's at um, Flemington today and she gets barrier five. So let's hope that that track um, is playing fair. And usually when they get deeper into the carnival, you want to get to the outside, but Blake Shinny can do anything at the moment. You know how we, yeah. we, go, to, we go to Flemington, brother. And we always need something to get wide and um, big Bay Wolf and, uh, Domingo represent your stable. Both excellent chances today. Can you lead us into any of those gallopers? Um, well, Domingo is a horse that has been sort of getting too far back in his races and, 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 you know, racing well. But today we want to be nice and positive. He gets to his preferred trip. Uh, he'd be our best chance today. All right, then. And got a couple of text messages coming through for you, John. And now, listeners, don't miss anything. Um, can you ask yeah. Johnny about Major Look? Was massive at Kembla few weekends ago. Um, when do we get to see this horse again? Well, he goes around on Saturday um, at Wyong. Yep. And I would suggest he's sort of going there um, because of the prize money. Obviously, it's one of those super mains. I don't know whether Wyong would really suit him. He'd be very draw dependent, but I really like him as a horse. He may be more next preparation, to be fair, but he's one that your listeners should keep an eye on because he has plenty to offer. Beautiful. Are you going to the ready for run sales in, in New Zealand, Johnny? Never miss. Always yes. love uh, getting over to buy those Kiwi horses. So, yeah, we'll be over for sure. All right, then. I feel the listeners want you to find them one. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We might we might even catch up with you when we get to New Zealand, mate. Did Simon Miller pay his rent, by the way? Oh, well, we're, we're, we're part of the action there. And when he got knocked over, we all end up with the inside of a donut. Yeah, oh, that, was, <laughs> so, that was tragic, wasn't it? 
I was, I felt so sorry for her because he just prepared her to an inch of her life and yeah. done a great job, and she ran accordingly. So um, it's one of those things, you know. But uh, he did a great job with her and has trained her, you know, beautifully all season. As long as he didn't attack your cell, I think when we were talking to him the other day, he said, "Yeah, I'm about to, Johnny's away in Melbourne, but I found the keys to his cellar. So hopefully, there's some red left when you got back. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, mate. If there's one horse I'd love to give a hug to, it'd be Antino because, geez, I feel sorry for this bloke, this preparation. He's just had no luck whatsoever, and hopefully that can turn around in Saturday's Five Diamonds, worth two million dollars. He's trained by a superstar and Tony Golan, and he joins us now. Good morning, Tony." Hey, Gareth, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Hopefully a change in scenery and a change in state can help poor old Ent. Yeah, he's been a bit luckless in Melbourne, but look, yep. he's raced well in all of his runs. So, oh, look, I've been happy enough with the preparation. Obviously, a few things had gone different ways. It might be a different result with a few wins, but the horse has raced really well in good company. It's his first trip away, so he's learned a lot out of it, the horse, and he's really enjoyed his time away. Settling well in Sydney, and... Hopefully a smooth run on Saturday. Feels like you've been batting really well and you're hitting him out of the middle, but every time you get close to 50 or 100, you get a beauty <laughs> and you nick the first slip. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like something like that, to be <laughs> honest. But look, we can only control how the horse is turning up and racing. And I, I think he's, he's racing in great shape. So I think, I think um, the horse is in good order. I, I can't fault him the way he's trained on heading up to Sydney. He's in, he's in good shape and... Yeah, maybe it's our turn to get one over the over the boundary on Saturday. Yeah, mate. Was it an easy decision to go to the five diamonds? You would have had the champions mile as an option, or I would imagine a, another option would have been dropping him back in trip to to a Sir Rupert Clark. But you decided to go to the five diamonds. I probably never thought about the Rupert Clark to be okay. perfectly honest. I, I feel his best runs are at a mile. Yeah. Um. So far, I think his best runs have been have been at a mile, and even talking to Blake throughout the prep, I. I can't see why, you know, we wouldn't be looking to go further. He was pretty keen mould 2000 with him. So the option was the the, the mile on, on Saturday, but I think it was a pretty easy option to come to the five dimes. It's always been what we thought would be our next run post the Turak. Turak was our first sort of into the prep. And then it was just a matter of how we kept him up for the five diamonds. So we were pretty comfortable with that decision. We've seen in big fields at Rose Hill that you do need a touch of luck. Are you happy with Barry number two with him? Very, yep. yeah, very happy with a low draw. I would have been disappointed off a wide draw. Just the way that he steps away, as you know, yep. uh, he can just dawdle a little bit out the gates off a wide draw. I think it makes life pretty um, pretty tough for him. Where a low draw, we can just boot up, hold a position just behind speed. And then from there, we can you know, hopefully get a nice clear run. And, um, yeah, he's a big chance. So we wish you the best of luck there. He's a $3 favourite with... Um, bet three six five, and then the carnival, the summer carnival is just around the corner there in Brisbane. Magic Millions Day will be quickly approaching in the early part of January. You've got a host of runners, of course, engaged there on Saturday at Dubin. Is there any one standout that we should have a bet on? I think we've got a nice team of horses yeah. doing on the weekend. I, I quite like the favourite and the Keith now, Zarastro. I think he's in, yeah. he's in great, um, great shape. The horse, so we've got a pretty good team in it with Comrade Rose, all that pizzazz. But look, Zarastro's got that nice low draw. Um, nice lightweight on his back. He looks pretty well placed. Beautiful. So that's the Rastro race eight, number 10. And the Keith now quality handicap over the 1,200 metres. Do you have anything at Ipswich? You've got um, Bremer Haven going around in race three with Benny Thompson aboard. And the girls got this in race number six with Angela Jones taking the run that benchmark 65. Yeah, I've been given the visitor draw with the girls got this. So I think Bremer Haven's our best placed one there. But a short price one around donations looks... Looks hard to beat, but I can't see why Bremerhaven wouldn't run top three. 
second up out of the 1350. She looks really well placed. Good on you, mate. We appreciate your time and good luck with Antino on Saturday in that five diamonds. Thanks, Gareth. Cheers, mate. And Mark Walker will be sending around his superstar sprinting Marin and Parrot Trees in the champion sprint. Can't wait to see her down that straight at Flemington and taking on horses like In Secret. And Mark Walker's been good enough to join us here on Giddy Up. Good morning to you, Mark. Thanks for your time. How is your superstar mare ahead of Saturday? Yeah, good morning. No, she's she's really good. We're happy with her, yep. Has she had a look down the straight before at Flemington from a trials or jump outs perspective? Uh, we had a month in between the Moya and Manicato and the second week after the Moya, she went and had a gallop down the straight. Uh, so that's the only time she's um, been there, which was... Uh, good of Flemington uh, to allow us to do that. Yeah, and she's been so dynamic there around Mooney Valley, this preparation, winning the McEwen, Moya, and also the Manicato in all devastating fashion. And when you talk to the experts and people that have been watching horses at the Valley for a long time, they're, they're in awe of her ability to change legs and screw it around Mooney Valley, really like no horse that they've seen before. Um, do you think she can bring that form and, and show that devastating turn of foot um, down that straight at Flemington? Oh, we're really hopeful uh, she can, obviously, until you try it. You don't really know, but we don't really see any reason why yeah. she shouldn't be able to. And she's just been amazing, this preparation. She's gone to a new level, and she didn't really need to go to a new level because she was so so bloody good before that, mate. Um, um, what is it about her that makes her so special in your eyes? Well, just the ability to to run those sectionals yeah. from the 600 to the four to the two. Uh, just not only a handful of horses in each generation can do it. And she, we're just lucky enough that she's one of them. Are you looking forward to the challenge? However, this is probably the strongest field that she's taken on this preparation. And you get to take on probably Australia's best mare in a way in, in, in secret. Um, it should be a terrific duel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we've got great respect for for her and, uh, yeah, any Group 1 contest, especially in Australia, they, they certainly don't give them away. You've got to earn it. Yeah, and is this her last run, this preparation, before going out for a break? And will we see her again in the autumn? Yeah, yep, she'll have a break and, and then I'll sit down with David and Karen and uh, just we'll work out a autumn program, but most likely we'll be thinking of kicking off in the lightning stakes, right. I would think. That is sensational. What about today? You've got Soprano Supreme going around in race number nine at um, Flemington, and Soprano Supreme's at a good each-way price. She'll be third up here, this daughter of contributor. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, probably a bit short and a bit sharp on a on a good track. Wait till she's sort of going twenty four hundred metres plus. I'd think there's some nice racing there in New Zealand across the weekend at Tarap and Rickenham Park. Do you have a winner there for us, mate? And I know that we've got Cup Week in New Zealand starting next week. Is there one that we should keep an eye out from your stable there at Tiako Racing? Uh, gee, we've got a we've got a lot of runners. Yes, uh, I only need one. Okay, uh, in the two-year-old race, uh, can it be on Sunday? Or, yeah, it can, or it can be any it, day you want, mate. Oh, oh I, I think um, today there's one at Talpo called Caravella. Yes. Uh, I just forget what race. It's a bit later in the day. Yep. I think she, she'll be a really good each-way chance.
And I think there's a really smart two-year-old on Sunday called Captured by Love. I think it'll be uh, very hard to beat. All right, mate. You never miss when we ask you for your best in New Zealand, so we appreciate that and can't wait to see your superstar mare in action at Flemington um, on Champion Stakes Day, mate. Go and get them and uh, good luck. Thanks very much. The people's champ, Alligator Blood, will be representing the stable and the champions. Mile Adrian's been good enough to join us on such a busy day. Thanks for your time, Adrian. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Alligator Blood, how is the, the star made ahead of the champions, Mile? Yeah, he's in great shape. Looking forward to Saturday once again with him. Um, yeah, he's just been ticking over lovely since since the Cox Plate. Thought he was you know, very brave and excellent that day. Um, tried to follow, I guess, just a similar pattern. Um, with him going towards the, the mile this year, um, although it wasn't as a straightforward decision this time round, but yeah, that's eventually where we landed. Was it a difficult decision to go to the mile, and was how 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 close were you to staying at the two thousand metres with the champion stakes? Yeah, look, um, could easily stay at the two thousand with him. I sort of been confident that he's been um, running that out strongly there. Um, yeah, on, on his last couple of occasions. Um, yeah, so it wasn't really sort of wasn't really sort of concerned by that. Um, just felt I, I, I guess sort of sort of what worked for him last year and sort of why um, sort of why why try and change. But as I said, it wasn't wasn't necessarily as clear cut as that or straightforward. Geez, he looked the winner as they turned for home in the the Cox Plate there, and he just got collared in the concluding stages by a couple of stars. Um, this, this race on Saturday, mate, it looks like it sets up nicely for him, especially if Pride of Jenny goes out and does what she does. Uh, he might enjoy that tempo um, there on, on Saturday. How do you read this race? Yeah, I don't see that being a bad setup by um, by any means. Um, you know, it's obviously sort of probably going to be a, a nice, truly run mile, which is sort of what we want to want to see and um yeah I, I think that's sort of what he's ready for at this at this stage and yeah that sort of that was sort of a big part of the decision as well yep so can't wait to see him go around alligator blood in that champion's mile in the matriarch stakes which is race five you've got a couple of nice chances there engaged um uh, and we might start with of course osmos for first light racing timmy clark takes the ride um she's at an each way price and then sold choice also coming out of that race there at mooney valley mate your thoughts there yeah, both in good shape, trained on well, both um, really looking for, for this sort of trip at the stage of the preparation now. Um, Osmos, you know, I thought she was excellent there last start, been building nicely towards this. Um, yeah, probably the first time that we're sort of going to see, I, I think this is like the most suitable sort of race for that we've had had her in since she's arrived in, in Australia. So, um, you know, she's been consistent. She's been around the mark for us. So I feel she's got a bit of quality about her, no, no doubt. Um, yeah, they've got the hands of a lovely, lovely horse, and I'm sure just a you know, European getting out and trip, she'll um, she should relish that. All right, then. So Osmos and Sold Choice. Osmos, your best chance there? I, I, I feel be leaning towards her out yep. of the two. Yes. And then we go to Knight's Order. Can he bounce back and return to some form there over the 2600 metres, going to Flemington, the Queen Elizabeth? I think he can because he looks looks too well, um, and, and he's been doing. Um, yeah, doing well for us at home. Um, haven't quite obviously seen that in um, in his results or the form this this prep. Uh, probably been a few excuses for that. So willing to willing to forgive him. Um, last start he, he probably just didn't really handle or, or appreciate the valley that much. He he can be a bit awkward um, like that. He just didn't quite sort of get balanced. But I think 
getting back to Flemington um, sort of going to be much more to his liking. So certainly one that could 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 bounce back for us. And in the five diamonds converge, Sumon, who will be second up, and Huya Mal dropping back from the Caulfield Cup to the 1,800 metres representing your stable there, mate. What can you tell us? Uh, yeah, Huya Mal, obviously sort of the class horse and, and, and coming through um, coming through some nice races prior to the Caulfield Cup there. I thought he was excellent at the Hill Stakes there over that um, over that trip uh, just behind Monophilia. That was at wait for age conditions. He probably gets in a little bit better here under the set weights and penalties. Um, yeah, he seems to have travelled back in good order since since his run in, in, in the Caulfield Cup. Um, Converge, we know how good he is on his day. Uh, just mixed his form a little bit this, this preparation. So um want to see him be able to bounce back to some form. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him over that little bit further, um, further trip this, this time in. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of probably what he's starting to look for now at this stage of his preparation. And um, Zumon thought it's trained on well. He, he was he was good first up, just under over unsuitable trip. So um, no doubt the 800 is going to be much more to his liking. And the big two-year-old race is the Golden Gift, and you've got two strong chances there. Geez, your colt by Alabama Express was exceptional there on debut in um, Shanghai La, La Express, and then your filly better single or better being single um, was also impressive. What can you tell us about those two two-year-olds? Yeah, um, Shanghai La Express really pleased with what we saw on their debut. Um, you know, did sort of plenty of work there to, you know, cross them and lead them up and. Um, you know, still too strong for him, kicked on well. So, um, yeah, he's obviously looks the, the horse to beat in that race. Um, you know, I think he's a, a plenty of upside with him going forward. Uh, better being single, she was yeah, excellent and uh, very honest on debut. Um, yeah, I think she's open to improving off the back of that. Um, yeah, she got the benefit of the race race experience there and, yeah, seems in, seems in good shape. But, um, yeah, no doubt, you know, I feel the Colts are the one they all have to beat. Yep. Who's your best on Saturday, mate? I'll stick with uh, Shangri-La Express. All right, then. And then in the Kennedy Oaks, the classic, you got two strong chances, Tropical Squall and Amazonian Lass. How's Tropical Squall after a really good campaign? Um, she won the Group 1 Flight Stakes Brave at Caulfield the other day, and she heads to the Oaks this afternoon. Your thoughts there? Uh, she's been excellent all the way through, and this is the, the sort of type of campaign that we've always had um, in mind and, and had it geared for. Um Obviously, yeah, excellent in, in, in the flight stakes. She's, uh, yeah, even though she was beaten that last start, I was still very pleased with her. I thought the run was full of merit. Um, yeah, I thought she ran out the trip strongly. She was just given a bit of weight. So, um, yeah, that, that, that'll that set her up nicely. She looks have trained on well and looks in good shape. So, um, yeah, really pleased where she's at. And how's Amazonian last pulled up after that strong tempo race where she led all of the way there the other day at Flemington in the wakeful? Yeah, she's she's super. Um, yeah, that win sort of certainly didn't um, didn't shock or, or surprise us. She she's been um, been building nicely towards this. Very much sort of got a, an oak style of pedigree and um, working towards getting into these types of conditions. So, you know, I thought the riding was on the wall there in the in the mile race where she she led and stuck on well. Just sort of found a few sharper late, but over the two thousand metres, she was she was able to sustain that strongly. Um, and I expect you to be able to do that again over over further today. And from a speed map point of view, both like to lead. Who do you think will lead today in the Oaks? Yeah, something to um, something to finalise throughout yes. the day, depending <laughs> on the conditions, yeah. and um, see how the see how the jockeys what they had in mind. Um, so yeah, 
have to um, work it out throughout the day. Yeah. Two great jocks. It'll be interesting to see what happens there with the Hippo and Timmy Clark, both beautiful front-running riders. So um, good luck. Who's your best chance? And Have you got a gut feel or both both ready to rumble today? Uh, both ready to rumble. So yep. I hate to try and split them off the back of that. They're um, you know, both coming in off nice, strong campaigns. Should we have something on Aditi or put her in our quaddy in the um, Red Roses stakes? Yeah, dropping back sharply in trip. Um, I thought she'd been racing. Racing well, um, yeah. Just found the fourteen hundred bit of a bit of a stretch there last start, so I just tried to freshen her up and, and bring her back. So uh, no doubt she's going to appreciate that. Hey mate, well done. Um, good luck this afternoon, especially in the Oaks, and especially on Saturday as well with Alligator Blood. It will bring the grandstand down if he can do it again in that Champions Mile. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gareth. Edward Cummings joins us here on the line to have a chat about his superstar mare Juaz. We'll be racing in some new colours on Saturday and the year-long colours there um, in the Champion Stakes. Good morning to you, Edward. Thanks for your time. No worries, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. I was just watching that replay of that Cox Plate once again. It would have been interesting to see if she could get some clear galloping room at the 150-metre mark. Yeah, or, or earlier, Gareth. Yes. Um, she, she can sprint for, uh, you know, a good 600 metres. So, um, listen, it's probably one that got away, but... Uh, she's come out of the run in good nick and and we're looking forward to Saturday. And I can't wait to see her at Flemington over the 2,000 metres. Yeah, look, it's always... Um, it's, uh, it's it's always a great track to get to no matter what sort of race you're in. But uh, a mare like her that's, that's won a big group one on that track and distance before, um, yeah, certainly exciting. And it seems like she's back to her best now um, after she had that devastating autumn and then she didn't show up in a couple of preparations. But now it, it looks like that she is back to her best. It's just a matter of getting her back into fitness. Like, obviously, yeah. the spring last year was underwhelming for a number of different reasons. We just never quite had her right. Um, and then that was kind of... Uh, that manifested in a in a bone chip that we needed to remove after the Melbourne Cup. Um, I thought she was outstanding first up in the Dooman Cup in the winter, yeah. you know, and she probably sh- should have finished much closer that day as well to run fourth, beaten a length and a half or something. Um, I thought she was solid without being spectacular second up in the Q22, and she's been great all this prep with the blinkers on. So she's got a hoof on the tiller, as they say. Yes. Um, you know, we, we felt like uh, she was well and truly over the odds in the Cox Plate and loved our chances with, with, the, with the, the way the race looked like it was going to be run. Um, and, we, and, we, and I think we certainly had her prepped to, to do her absolute best, have a peak on the day. Uh, being disappointed for a run can often be a, um, a good lead mm-hmm. into their next start. Uh, we've actually seen that with her in the past. She was disappointed for a run in the... Uh, in the Chipping Norton that she probably should have won. Yeah, we've seen this. Uh, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, so, so and then she came out and won the, the, the Australian Cup thereafter. So, uh, look, she sets up well for the race. She's drawn well, gets Ollie on. I think Ollie's in really good form. He certainly lifted his game for um, for his, uh, his his swan song. Uh, hopefully we can team up and, and, um, and get the job done for him on Saturday. Yeah, geez, it would be fitting if Ollie could ride the winner of the champion stakes, the feature on the final day there of the, the famous Flemington Carnival and his final ride there or final day there riding at the, the Flemington Carnival, which he's made his own over 
so many years, he's the most successful jockey during these four days in the history of the, the Melbourne Cup um, Carnival. So it would be fitting, mate, if he could kick home Jilaz there on, on Saturday. Yeah, definitely fitting. But, you know, he's going to need to bring his A game. Yeah. Because they're not easy races to win. And, like, I thought Zaki was very good in the Cox Plate. Obviously, West Wind Blows was excellent in the Caulfield Cup and even even better first up at uh, Flemington in the Turnbull. Um, you know, and that's and that's not even you know mentioning uh, up and comers like uh, like Prowess and then the Tissues' uh, great effort last last weekend, and um, you know more than a few other very well credentialed horses that are that are also contesting the race. You know, Montefilia included. Uh, she's certainly not one to be underestimated. So um, we're going to need the best of Ollie, uh, but he certainly does seem to be in that kind of form and. Yeah, looking forward to the challenge of Saturday. And just from a profile point of view, so when you set out her campaign this time time around, and I loved how you went to the Cox Plate instead of the, the Melbourne Cup and um, also the Caulfield Cup, was this the race, would this be like the, the Cox Plate's a grand final, but did you always think that this would be a lovely race for her as well, that you really wanted to yeah. aim her up at? Yeah, it was always going to be there as the option for her, depending on how things went in the Cox Plate. And being disappointed for a run there was kind of made it a, a no-brainer to, to head here. And uh, the big expanses of Flemington ought to um, give every horse their opportunity. Um, you know, I, I guess that the, the, the track and the way that the track has played, uh, Derby Day, you know, all reports were that it was a little bit on speed. Um, Tuesday was very different. Uh, it will be interesting to see how things pan out today. Um, but from years gone by with the five or with the seven metre rail at the meeting for Saturday, it, it can it can be a little bit on pace um, dominated. But you know, a little bit of rain around or you know a little change of tactics here and there, you know, anything can happen. And and um, I, I would still expect there to be um, lots of good jockeys on good horses riding their horses confidently. Um, and, and giving themselves every chance. Queenmaker is as consistent as your golf game, they tell me. Can she break through there in the second <laughs> race over the 2,400 metres? I think she can. You know, I've been, you know, she, she's she's always been uh, a mile and a half horse, but we've only ever tried her once, and, and she was sort of ridden a bit too close to a hot speed that day. Um I've been keen to get her out in trip all preparation, but she's just been a little bit... She's just worked against us um, getting there. Finally, the last couple of runs, I've so, sort of seen that um, that um, that element to her her racing that suggests she's ready to step out in trip. And, 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 uh, and, and whilst, you know, we were quietly confident she could run very well last Saturday and, and I, was, I was a little bit amused that we didn't finish a, a bit closer... Uh, especially the way the race was run, um, all it did was uh, tell me that she wants to go to a mile and a half and having the race on seven days later sets up perfectly for a horse like her that can be keen going, so a backup ought to work nicely. Well, we wish you the best of luck with her there on Saturday, Queenmaker, but especially Joaz, man, I've just got a feeling. I've, I had a dream the other day that she'd be winning with Ollie and Paul in the champion stakes, because I do believe in fairy tales. And... Um, she deserves to win a race like this, Joaz, especially with the, the campaign that she's had. And it's been some training performance by yourself as well to to get her into um, the form that we're seeing this spring as well, mate. So we wish you the best of luck and go and get them on Saturday. Cheers. Thanks, Gareth. He's Very a, kind. 